you've got one job to do, and that's to count how many people are unemployed. But they can't even get that right. We'll look at today's jobs numbers, but we're going to go back and look at the revisions. As the Fed meets tomorrow in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and they're going to be coming out tomorrow, Jerome Powell will come out tomorrow, and he's going to discuss current numbers. But he won't look back at the revisions. So this, uh, my name is Brendan Rendo uh, with the Homes Orlando team. And this is the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. We come to you each week to discuss what's going on economically and how that's affecting the housing market and interest rates and where we see everything going from here. Uh, uh, where I wanted to start out this morning is we came out with the new jobless numbers, which overall looked very strong. When we look at them here, the advance figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 230,000. That's a decrease of 10,000 from the previous week. So if you're looking at this and I'm Jerome Powell, I'm thinking, okay, you know, things are strong. I'm not moving rates down. I may even say, oh, well, the markets, the job market is still too strong. Um, we need actually need unemployment to go up higher. You know, we need more pain, um, as he put it. Uh, several months ago. We need people to feel more pain. But then you get a report that's kind of slid out underneath the radar from last night. And that's the Bureau of Labor Statistics came out and revised the numbers back in March. And the thing that you're not hearing in the news today is that it was a downward adjustment. It's always downwards. You ever notice it's never up? Well, there were more people employed than we thought. Actually, nope. There's there's less people employed than we thought. So they downward adjusted 306,000 jobs. And when you look at it over all the industries, the total non-farming jobs were down 306,000. Total private sector jobs was revised down 358 thousand and pretty much everything was revised down this one was amazing transportation and warehousing was revised down a hundred and forty six thousand jobs downward so they have overstated everything when it comes to the employment situation in the united states currently one of the only ones that they revised up surprise surprise Government jobs were actually up 52,000 because that's what we need more government. So when you look at this, it's, it's frustrating because it goes back to the old adage, bad information in, you get bad information out. So you've got the Fed who's over the past several months been making interest rate increase decisions based on an extremely strong jobs market. But out in the real world, we're feeling the, the, the tension, the, hey, it's not as good as everyone's claiming it is, but they continue to increase 
the Fed rate based on those previous job numbers. So will Jerome Powell come out tomorrow and say, you know what, we looked at the revised job numbers and the economy, while it is strong, is not as strong as we thought. And we feel we've we've done our job. Um, inflation is down. Uh, unemployment is up a little bit. And we need to continue to let our interest rates continue to do their job. Is that what he's going to say? No. No. I think he comes out tomorrow and says, oh, our, our economy's strong. Our GDP is strong. Well, why is the GDP strong? Because the inflation bill has pumped billions of dollars into the system. We borrowed money again to, to prop up the GDP. You take out that inflation fighting bill and our GDP drops a percent or more. So where, where is it leaving us right now? It's leaving us with, an, with a very high interest rate market. That's really the highest it's been in nearly 20 years. And a continued pullback in the housing mar market and the number of houses sold. We're down to just over 4 million homes be going to be sold this year, which when you look... Um, can't really look at the pandemics. That was a little different market, but there was roughly, I believe, was six and a half million sold. So we're continuing to see that that pull down, and you're not seeing any reason for rate relief for home buyers. The home, the hometown hero program, which was a phenomenal success here in Florida, which provided up to thirty five thousand dollars. For first-time home buyers, in two months, two months has gone through a hundred million dollars in down payment assistance. They announced earlier this week we are out of funds. Those funds were supposed to be for a year. And in two months, it's gone. It's gone. People are looking for assistance, looking for ways to get in to homes. One of the great things with that program was that it um, it also subsidized subsidized the interest rate. So our rates may today be at seven and a half, seven point seven five. I wouldn't be surprised if some people over the past couple of days have been quoted eight percent on their on their thirty year mortgage. That program subsidized it. The lenders made a little less money with the program, but it helped the buyer overall because it could save them generally about a quarter percent in their interest rate. But that program's gone right now. Gone. So how is that going to affect our numbers as well? Because now all those people who were lined up didn't get their house under contract in time, got some a, a not so pleasant call from their mortgage lenders in the past 24, 48 hours that I'm sorry, 
we're out of funds. We can't help you. So that's going to be interesting to see how that over the next couple of weeks changes the numbers. Cause it's going to take about 30 days for all that to flush through because as long as, you know, really by the end of, by Friday of last week, as long as you were under contract, they set the money aside. So it takes, it's a 30 day window. They've got 30 days to close those loans. So towards now mid end of September, are we going to see numbers in Orlando start to drop again? The number of sales drop again, because now we've pulled those first time home buyers out who can no, who no longer have funds through the hometown heroes program. If you want to do something productive, I'd reach out to Governor DeSantis, reach out to your local state representatives, since our state does have a surplus, and ask them, please, refund. We've got another $100 million set aside. Please refund this. Please continue to help, especially with these high interest rates. Please replenish that another $100 million into this program. Do I think we'll be gone just as quickly? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, because people, consumers are tapped out. The average debt to income right now on most loans is 40% for the housing portion, which means you've only got 10% for other debts. So how are people saving up? How are people pulling together even that 3.5% or 3% that you that you can programs you can get through FHA and conventional loans, but you got to have a good credit. So there's, there's a lot of, I'm sure you can sense it. There's a lot of frustration in, in, in the housing market right now, because you want solutions. You want to help people get into homes, but it's, it's making it very difficult. And you've got to look at, you got to look outside that box and look at ways to help people structure deals that make sense for both the seller and the buyer. So when we get back into, get back into it here and we get beyond these numbers, these five numbers that the Fed has been using, I personally, I think they, like most people, they stay, they stand. I would like to see them do a quarter point interest rate cut for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, China has just cut their rates. They're they're in complete free fall right now with their um, real estate market. They've had a number of their top developers missing bond payments. And they're going to they're they're going to crash. Their their real estate crash is going to be worse than ours in 2007 2008. Their real estate crash is going to be absolutely horrid. So you've got you've got that going on. Um, you've got the numbers being revised, and just the overall debt of the consumer going up over a trillion dollars now with credit cards. So we need to, there, there has to be some kind of relief. And the relief that we need is quite honestly, we need to, we need to cut in the interest rates. We need to pull that back because the commercial market is also being hurt tremendously. And commercial is a good indicator where the residential is going to go. Usually about a year, year and a half, 
you'll see the commercial start to hurt. You'll drive by malls. You'll see more vacancies. Um, you'll see less building going on. We're very fortunate in Orlando here that we continue with the building. But, you know, how long will that continue with the interest rates? Because those are projects that were already in place. The new projects is what you got to look at. What is projected to be built down the road? Because can you afford to build a $100 million complex with an adjustable rate in a commercial situation at 7.5%, 8%? makes it very difficult. The other thing we saw this morning is the durable goods order came out. And this was quite interesting because we've had four months of increases in durable goods orders. But we dropped, we had a negative 5.2% drop in July. That is actually over a 9%, actually 9.6% drop one month to another. Big reason for this, quite honestly, is Boeing's delay on their 737. So that's that's one of the big reasons. But when you see a drop like this, you've again you're looking forward, going, okay, contraction of of the economy. And when we look at what we got coming up this week, other other things we're going to look at. Um, we got our initial what. <laughs> we got our initial jobless claims. Um, next week, we've got our G numbers. I think the rate is, um, is in the twos. I think it will probably be there, but I think we're going to, again, we're going to have to look inside the numbers to see how much is from government spending. You know, borrowing of the money and the government spending, which is forcing our rates up. So when we look at rates this morning. We took a nice dip yesterday, so rates pulled back a little bit. But this morning again, we're we're back on the ticker up, and we're holding rates are holding in that seven and a half percent market right now. So what do we do to help buyers? What do we do to help sellers? This is where you know we're working with a lot of the buy down situations again, buying the rate down, so that we can cut three to four hundred dollars off off of a payment for buyers and that's what we're, that's kind of what we're looking at is different you know ways like that to be creative overall because again we don't have a crystal ball we don't know when rates are going to drop we don't know if rates are going to drop so we've got to approach it and from a long-term long-term analysis in that okay can we can we look at this and what's the best thing overall for the buyer and the seller where they're both going to get a win-win situation? Is this, is it with the seller giving a contribution so that the buyer can do a rate buy down? So that instead of being at seven and a half, maybe we buy down the rate, do a permanent rate buy down to six and a half and we save it. We save that, that buyer three to $400 a month on their payment because Having it locked in long term, it provides stability. So let's hop into our numbers for Orlando. And this week we're we're just we're moving along. We're just chugging 
at a, at a consistent rate. You see 422 sales this week from 416. Numbers haven't fluctuated much whatsoever over the past several weeks. Or we did get, in, again, another small increase in inventory. I think with the rates going up this time of year, I think we're going to slowly, continually see that increase. The, the place where it's really starting to turn from a seller's to a buyer's market, though, is in the condos. We saw our condos stay fairly consistent again, 150 during the week and 131 last week. And we increased the condo inventory again. I've got a couple of clients who are currently looking at condos as investment properties. And you're seeing a, where we had one or two pages to look at. We've now got four or five pages to look at. And we've got a lot of properties that are sitting well over 30 days, 40 days, 50 days on the market. So those are ones that we know we've got an opportunity to go to the buyer because it's a cash cash situation and work on negotiating, try and push that price down a little bit. Here we see single family homes. Our average days on market is, has gone up a couple of days, but this was interesting because I always look at this on a week to week basis, the original list to sales price and the final list to sales price. This one to me, the original list to sales price is more important than the final. Because what this is showing is we dropped down to 94.66. So on average, sellers are dropping five over 5% off their original list price. So on a $500,000 house, that's $25,000 on average that they're dropping. And I went back and looked at last week's. And you see last week was 95.8. So the past week, which makes sense because we started spiking in the interest rates, sellers dropped a full percentage off their original list price compared, compared to last week. So we're down to 94.6. The previous week, we're at 95.8. And we're 38 days on the market. So sellers are having to get a little more aggressive than they have been in the past in selling their homes. Where this earlier this summer, we had been back up at 98%. So in a short period, within a couple months, we've dropped three to 4% off the original sales price of a home. See, you see here, we're starting to take that dip. This is the median line, median sales price line. I look at this a little more than I look at the average. And you can see that it's starting to take a dip downwards, which again, makes perfect sense. We've got higher interest rates. People, people can max out so much, and then they're just going to walk away from the deals, which a lot of people are. And you see our weekly sales, where our period average was about 473. Really, since the beginning of July, we've been more below the average than we have been, than we have pushed up above. 
So our new average, I think you're going to see over the next couple months, is you're going to see this period average drop from, from roughly 470. We're going to probably see this drop down closer to 400 just and stay just above 400. And if you think about that, this is Orlando. So you take 400 homes over four weeks a month, that's only 1,600 homes being sold with a population, general population of, you know, well over a million people. That's not a lot of houses. It's not a lot of houses being sold. Then we see our average days on market. And where we had dropped down in July, which is usually a busier month, you see we're starting to push it back up. And I think we're going to get back up to these numbers, this 46, 45, 48, especially going into the fall. Fall is generally a little bit slower overall, consistent, but slower than the summertime. And then here we are finally starting to see, again, our inventory is continuing to grow. And we're down to where we're only about 7.6% below where we started in January. And January really kind of started pushing us there's more of an even market overall, not a not a real seller, not a real buyer, but more of an even market. And that's what we're starting to, to push back into. There are some homes, of course, that will sell quickly in a day or two, um, but there's more homes staying on the market longer than previous. Then we see here in the condos, same thing is our original list price to sales price, they're dropping nearly 40% off the original price. How does that compare to last week? Let's take a look. Oh, last week they actually dropped a little bit more. So what you're seeing, you're seeing it's a much bigger drop than it had been over the, over the summer. Our weekly sales, Sales price, condos are all, always kind of all over it because you get you get one big one sale, it kind of spikes it, um, which I always found interesting. But the weekly sales numbers you see here, we, we've took a huge dip beginning in July, had a spike for the last week of the month, but then we're back below our average here too, 130 and 150, which that period is 155. And this is the big thing right here. We actually jumped eight days on average for days on market. That's a big jump from 40 to 48 is a big jump. But we also saw the price decreases. And then this is the other thing is our inventory. Our inventory now is 15% above where it was in the beginning of the year. So when you go on and if you're looking at for a condo, you're seeing a bigger Bigger selection to choose from. Bigger selection means I've got more negotiation rule, rules, room. <laughs> so oh, overall, the, our market is consistent. It's not wow, but it's can it's consistent. And if you're out there looking, and um, you're looking in the condo, look, you know, looking at homes, realize now as a buyer, we've got more room to negotiate, especially if that house has been sitting or that condo has been sitting. And that's an important thing to look at when you're getting ready to negotiate is, okay, 
how long have has this house been on the market? If it's been on for 10 days, the seller may not be willing to move yet or maybe move a little bit. But if it's been on for 30 or 45 days and it's vacant and they're having to make that extra mortgage payment, they're probably going to be able, they're probably going to be willing to do a little more than you thought they were going to do. And the way to make it a win-win, I think in a lot of situations is to work with them towards closing costs, help you get your rate down. If you're having to use a mortgage, not doing cash, long-term, it's going to be, it's a bigger benefit to get that rate down than it is maybe to negotiate a $5,000 savings off a house. Well, I wanted to thank you for joining us today. Um, please like and subscribe. And we'll see you next week on the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. And, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye.